We're back with another episode. And now, officially, European competitions are done. We got three Italian teams through. Serie A rivalry is coming on. We got a lot to get into. Now we have Mike back after a very, very long hiatus. Mike, how you feeling? Like I want to go back on hiatus. Oh, God. Oh, man. We're already in the depression vibes. We're not even a minute into the pod yet. And we got Rocco back with us after last week's pod. Rocco, how you doing? Doing all right. How you doing, Marco? Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not liking this low energy we got today. I don't like it. I don't like what's going on. I know it's a Thursday, but you know, weekend's almost coming. Sedia is almost here. Um, but we're gonna start with UCL. You know, Mike. You know, had to wait for the last day for Milan to clinch it. What'd you make of that four nil thrashing of Salzburg? Uh yeah. So I mean, they were in control of that game the entire time. Um, they looked like a team that should be advancing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they were like, they played the exact way that they should have played Salzburg. The fact that they drew them in the first leg is like still disappointing to me before. No, I mean, was accurate. Like it was, it was a good score line. It, it showed the class, like difference between the two teams. Uh, Milan was moving the ball fluidly. They looked really comfortable and in control. And one of the things that I really liked the most from them is that there wasn't any sense, like, you know, there wasn't any drop in urgency. There wasn't any, you know, kind of, uh, kind of dip in performance after that they went up one or two nil. And I feel like a lot of times you can see that in teams, especially like if you're like, Oh, like we've got it now. So that was good to see. They played well. Um, You know, I think that they should have been the second place team in their group. Um, I'm happy with the result. I think that they, you know, they did what they needed to do. Um, Yeah, I mean, they they just looked good. They just looked good. Yeah, and I I think it's very good the fact that we have three Italian teams really trying to make a name in the second stages. I mean, none of them won the group besides Napoli. So the other two Milan teams didn't win the group. But, you know, having an iconic stadium like San Siro is always good for exposure, I feel, with how the Italians, you know, how passionate we are about the sport. But, you know, as we all already, already knew, Juve went down to Europa League, which is going to be interesting. Well, before, before we get on to that train wreck, though, I do just want to say, like, I think that looking at Milan's group, right, like, coming in second place on on 10 points to Chelsea on 13 points. I feel like, and I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but I feel Uh like a fully healthy Milan. If like in that week span where we played Chelsea twice, if we would have been at full strength, if people wouldn't have just been getting back from an injury, because I think like Teo was like one of the, uh, was one of the examples of that. But otherwise, like we're missing Manyan, we're missing most of our back line, we're missing midfielders, we're missing Teo obviously in the first leg. I think Milan wins the group. I think if we're full strength, we win the group. Chelsea was in a bad place at that point. They had just fired two goals, so maybe that still would have carried over. Yeah. But I think that full strength Milan would have beat that like kind of struggling and transitioning Chelsea team going over to Potter. I think that, you know, like it's like, yes, it's great for Milan that we went through. It's great for Milan that we're getting the Champions League money. It's unfortunate given the teams that did win their groups because it's going to be a really tough round of 16 draw um, 
around the six. I, I, for the most part, teams that should have won their groups won their groups. Yeah, um, except for Benfica. But, so that's kind of what everyone might be looking at. Like, well, oh, Benfica's insane. They are, they but it's like crazy goals. Yeah, the the thing is like, yes, they did win the group and they definitely played well. But I think like if you look at all the other group winners. Maybe them and possibly like I think Porto is definitely a lower. Like if I if I'd rather have Porto than Benfica at this point. Benfica looks crazy hot. Yeah, I mean you could throw maybe Tottenham in that picture too, potentially. Yeah, well, I mean they're a different kind of like they're like winning games but don't look good. But like like it's the the yeah, it's a typical Conte way to win. Um, Getting back to my point, like I'm happy with ten points. I think. In a non-compressed schedule world where we don't have a bullshit World Cup in the middle of the season, Milan could have potentially won this group or at least give it, you know, because they look like garbage in both of the Chelsea games. So I think like at least like maybe not win the group, right? Maybe that's going a little bit but step too far. Make it like a little more competitive. Quality there. But I think that we would have at least looked better on the pitch. So, yeah. And, and also like, that, that second game, you had a very, very harsh red card given, which completely well, that changed was not the game. A, that was not a, that was bad. I, I haven't been on the pod in a while, so I didn't get to, to speak about this. I'll leave it at that. That was not a red card. I don't even think that was a yellow card. Yeah. But, but it is what it is. It, it, it's, it's all under the bridge. But, you know, good for good for Milan to get through. You know, that's the one team I was rooting for through this week. I was like, I want, I want them to get through because I feel like it's kind of like Italian tradition for AC Milan to be in the Champions League because there have been some fantastic nights at San Siro in the Champions League. Just look at their just look at their jerseys every day, even when they're not playing in Champions League, to see that that's their tradition. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if you're like a bitter Juve fan, a bitter Roma fan. I don't know what this is. Just bitter. I'm just at the world. Bitter. Yeah, that makes more. So that that probably makes the most sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna move this on. I'm gonna move this right on. You like, stopped it. I, I think before no, because I pulled it back to Milan. I move this on. I think like before we get to Juve, before we get to that, like Napoli is so incredibly good looking right now. Yes. They're coming like right now they're coming off of their first loss of the season, which was a really close game to, to Liverpool yeah. at Anfield. I don't know, man. Like they won the group and I think that they won it fairly comfortably. Like this team looks very young, but they look really good. I, th- I think they're one of the three teams. I think you have Bayern Munich, Man City, Napoli, and one other team. I think those are the four. That I can't get the other team right now. I got to look at who won the group. But there are four teams right now that if I were anyone that were in that second pot, that second place pot, I would not want to play Napoli. Now, I'm, I'm just going to pull up the teams real quick of who won their groups. Just bear with me one second. And also with UCL, you can't, I think in the round of 16, you can't play the same team from your domestic league, right? True. Um, you can't play the team from your league and it's, yeah. And the team in your group. A, so they can't play Liverpool yeah. and they can't, and they can't play either of the Milans. So they would have Bruges, Frankfurt, Leipzig, Dortmund, or PSG. If I'm anyone of those... You just gotta hope they avoid PSG. Honestly, in a perfect world, I'd want them to get PSG just so they could beat PSG. Like, that's how I would feel about it. But knowing knowing how this corrupt world works, PSG will not be allowed to lose against Napoli through some quote-unquote controversial ref call. 
But yeah, like I think if you look at the at the cup at the group winners, Bayern nobody wants to touch. I, I think them, Man City, and maybe Real Madrid are the top three, and then you, the next team up is Napoli that you don't want to play against. And I don't even I don't even think they're in that order. Um, but again, like this Champions League campaign shows that what a good job Spalletti has been doing, which I'm very happy about. I mean, I'm, I'm holding my reservations, you know, because remember last year they got to an even better start domestically and now, and then they kind of fell off. So I'm, I'm trying to, trying to hold my, my praise and hold my, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hold my expectations for this team. But again, good that they won the group. You know, they already won the group going into Anfield. So, you know, good job. Well done for Napoli. Rocco, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I as you were just saying that, I don't know, I was thinking about how, like, this is, like, the first time, I think, in a while where other teams in Europe might be, like, like sincerely be, like, I do not want to face this Italian, this, excuse me, this Italian team at all costs. Like, even when Juve was, like, I guess their best version of themselves, I still don't know that it was, like, teams were intimidated as much as I think they would be now against this Napoli team yeah. that's playing just like out of their mind. Can I just jump in really quickly yeah, yeah. Um, about that point about like what teams weren't intimidated by you. I distinctly remember a meme from that awful, awful page on Facebook, like all, uh, soccer memes. And uh, it was, I think it was in 2015. It was the first champions league that you've made in that stretch. Yeah. Uh, final that they had made in that stretch. And it was a picture of Barca, um, Bayern, Real, and Juve. And it had the three non-Juve teams as uh, as Lions and then like the Juve as like a uh, a cowering zebra. Oh, it'll always stick with me because I like, even at that point, like I remember I was like hyped up on Italian soccer. I was like, ah. Oh. Fuck these people. They don't know what they're talking about. It's like the one instance I was happy that you then, like, <laughs> went forward. But no, I, I agree with Robert. I think that that's a good point. And even listening to some soccer talk radio this morning on the way to work. Um, yeah, I think like some like, you know, pundits are coming on and they're saying like, uh, if you know, if you have to pick your team, like you don't want Napoli right now. And it's like, yeah, I guess like we'll see where we're at in, in February when these games come back. Well, yes. Yeah, so... Napoli does need to come out of. You know the 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 bullshit break and win. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying. But to yeah, I, I agree with the assessment. I'm trying to think if if Napoli has any players that are going into the World Cup, and I can't think of many. I think is is Poland. Let me let me look at the. I even forget who qualified for the World Cup. I don't even know. Like, so I'm gonna try to just look at the teams that are in the World Cup and see if my knowledge of the Napoli roster serves me well here. Okay, teams group. It really doesn't matter because as long as Kravisali is not going. Well, we all know that Rasta Dodi isn't going. So, um, sure. Yeah, so. Is Osimen going? I don't think Nigeria qualified. I don't think they made it. Yeah, Nigeria did. Does Simeone call? Does Simeone get the call for Argentina? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. Um, oh I'm, looking, I'm trying to think of the back line. No, nobody there. Um,. The midfield. Zielinski will go. Yeah, Zielinski will go to Poland. Um, that's really it. 
Lobotka is what nationality? Also Polish, I think. I think yeah, so. maybe Slovenian. Maybe. Well, I know I know Lovo- uh, Chucky Latano will be there. Lozano he's Slovakian. Lobotka. Yeah, so he's well, not. Were, I was wrong. They, they're not going. So yeah, like this is basically a break for not. Excuse me, for Napoli, pretty much. Which is, you know, depending how you look at it, even scarier. Which is right. Like I heard this argument today, and it was about like how Holland is basically getting a break in the middle of the season. And for like teams that are like good and not sending a strong contingent to the World Cup, this this might work out in their favor. Obviously, like the back half of the schedule is still going to be stacked in the same way that the front yeah. half was to try to end it by May. So we'll see. But I I don't know like. Is that better or worse for them that you're you're pumping the brakes right here after they've won so many games in a row? Well, not just one, right? But like been undefeated until yeah. this past week. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tricky. It's tough because yeah. like you literally have a whole month and a half off because the last game before the World Cup is I think uh, November like twelfth, and then mm-hmm. the seasons resume January fourth because you have the World Cup break and then you have like the winter break, like the holiday break that like most European leagues have. So it's like kind of one on top of the other. So they essentially have almost two months off between their last game. The Prem is going to have boxing league games at boxing day games. Yeah. The the Prem comes back immediately after the world cup. Well, yeah. So, so we, we looked at it. um, We, me and Rocco, looked at the teams that they can possibly face. They it's um so they can't play Liverpool because they just play Liverpool in the group and they can't play anyone in their domestic league um in the round of 16. So they're looking at if I look at it, looking at Bruges, they're looking at Frankfurt, they're looking at Leipzig and they're looking at PSG. Those are the only likely teams that Oh, and Dortmund, sorry, and Dortmund. Those are the teams that they You got to bet that Bruges is going to Manchester City. Yeah, you got to bet that because the easiest run. Yeah, they UEFA wants Pep and the boys to get through. Yeah, that's like that's like notorious. Like I saw, I saw a tweet where it's like, "Won't don't be surprised if Chelsea get Dortmund and uh, Man City get Bruges or Frankfurt. Those are the two. Those are the two easiest ones, apparently. But look, not player flying. We all love it. Um, but Mike, I, I, I just remembered a question I want to ask you about Milan. Julio and I talked last week about, you know, when the season gets going again in January and all these games start piling up and you have to choose one at this point, which one would you rather sacrifice a, or what do you, sorry, what do you think the team is better built for a champion, a potential champions league run or solidifying City? Yeah. City hands down. Um, First of all, I'll say this, right? Like, I don't think that they should be stepping on anybody's toes here. But if Milan draws any of the big boys, right? Yeah. And by that, I mean if they draw Real Madrid, Bayern, excuse me, Bayern, City, I think that they can hang with Tottenham. I, th- I think that they can hang, like, Porto, I really think that they would probably be favorite. Yeah. Benfica, I think that on paper you have to like Milan in that situation. Yeah, but it's not like convincing. But it's not on paper. Yeah. Right. They can't draw Napoli and who's the one team that I'm forgetting? Uh they can't 
Dronopoli, there's Porto, there's Bayern, there's Tottenham, there's Chelsea. Liverpool, right? Yeah. No, Liverpool's the no, second. Liverpool's second, yeah. So, the, they only... so regardless, right? Like, yeah. so the, the, the three, yeah, Chelsea was the other team that I'm fair, and then I can't play them. So they draw those three those three teams that we're talking about, Bayern, uh, Bayern City, and Real Madrid. Like, you can't expect them to win those, right? Like, Milan's just not there yet, and that that's not a controversial statement. That's just, like, the reality. Um so I think like, but like there, uh, there's obviously like a good baked-in chance that Milan gets one of those three teams. Yeah. Um, so I think that if you are Milan and you're Pioli and you're sitting down, you know the draw comes out Monday, so we're not that far away from knowing. But yeah, like, I think that you have to think about the Serie A season. Like you've already got the Champions League knockout stage money. If you can go through, that's amazing, and you should you should play for it. And like I'm not saying like oh like throw if you get those teams right that's not at all what i'm trying to say yeah but it's just like they're not realistically going to beat those team those three teams in a two lead two two leg yeah agreed you know over two legs so i think like just like looking at it in terms of that they're better built for Serie A, and i think that you need to prioritize Serie A still because it's it's very tight still like a Anything can happen in Serie A, especially with the jam-packed schedule, especially with sending players to the World Cup. I think that what's most important is securing a Champions League spot and then, like, assuming that we play well enough defending the Scudetto. But, you know, like, Napoli is still, like, points away. We'll see if, like, the youth in that has a factor. But I think Milan's better built to defend uh to defend the title or at least challenge for the title again and then then the champions league you know we're just we don't have that like layout is amazing but you don't have that one player that transcends yeah. you have the, the composite skill to beat these three teams and it's not just that like oh if milan gets these three teams in the round of 16 right like you're gonna have to go through one of those gigantic teams yeah if you're going to win the Champions League. So I just don't think that, that I think that if any team in Italy that's in European competition, or at least in your in uh, Champions League, should prioritize the domestic league instead of the Champions League. Because Napoli's playing really well, and they're maybe... Like, what's their lead now to, talk to, the, to I guess, to fifth place? Uh, fifth place? Um, I think... Yeah. Fifth place, I think it's like seven or eight points. They're on 32... Lazio's in fifth at 24. So, you know, eight-point lead is yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, but... Yeah, but we've seen that. We've seen, we've, top four. Yeah, we've seen right. point so like, gaps like that collapse all the time. I think for every Italian team right now, at least in Champions League, like, obviously, I think they should focus on Italy. I think, like, maybe later in the season, like, if you... If Roma starts to fall off it, domestically then they may be a team that should like throw all of their eggs in the European basket because they could sneak into Champions League if they win Europa League. But Can I ask a quick question like yeah. related to Roma. Sure. What happens with the teams that are in the in the playoff from the Europa League with the with the Champions League teams? Do those teams go into Conference League now? No, so what happens is so. what happens is you have the group winners in Europa League. They go. They'll make it go on to the next round. If you lose, so the second place teams get the people that came in third place in the Champions League. If you lose, I'm pretty sure that you're just done with the European competition. 
Oh really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That feels okay, harsh. Yeah. Let me let me let me double check. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll check. I'll check. I'll check. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I know like Roma could possibly face. Uh, I I think I think it's the same rule applies where they you can't play against the same team that's in the domestic league. That's it, I think, right? Yeah, I think that's the only thing barring them from playing like you. So the only team they can't play is you then. Yeah, so they could play Barca. They could play. Um, Goddamn, what are the other teams? I keep going to City. Well, that's whatever. That's a side point. Yeah. Um. So we covered Napoli. I'll be the resident Inter fan for the day because um, I love my Pazza so much. Um, you know, if you're Inter, I think you have to be pretty happy with the result. I think looking at it in August and seeing it as the proof of death, no one knew how shit Barca was going to look at times. Yeah. And Barca looked like shit. Oh, I'm so happy about it. Totally. But, you know, you did – you did play pretty well. I was going to say, like, convincingly, but that one game at the Camp Nou was just <laughs> so pazza. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, they should have locked that up, but that's on that's on Inzaghi and the boys for, you know, whatever. But the point being, like, you still came out of a group. They didn't take points off of Bayern, which would have been, like, a real statement and would have been, like, a real, you know, way of saying, like, wow, this team means business. Um so do I think that Inter can go farther in the tournament? Depends who they draw. Um, they're pretty good, obviously. I think that they can probably hang with Tottenham and anyone below Tottenham. Um, same thing with the Milan that we were talking about. If they draw any of those three big boys, it's it's probably day over. Yeah. Um, I think you have to be pretty happy, though, getting through. The money is really important, especially right now, to enter. They came through out of a tough group, and they got the points that they needed against the other two teams. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it. This this reminds me similar of what happened last year, right, where it's like, well, hopefully we don't have that controversy of, like, the bullshit draws that we had. Um, but if you look at last year, you know, think about last year where it's like, okay, we, we got Liverpool. We lost 2-1. But we beat them one nothing in Anfield. They're the only they were the only team to beat them. They're the last team to beat them through their whole run to the Champions League final. So you had to give praise to that. And if I'm into this year, I'm like, look, we've been here before. We've been here where we're probably going up against a big dog because you know, quote unquote, the world hates us. Why can't we go out there and shock somebody? I feel like with Inter's attitude this year, might be a little more positive. Due to the fact that they've been a similar, they've been a very similar situation before, and again, like you said, we won't know the draw until Monday. But I think, although this isn't the ideal situation, obviously, ideally, you'd want to win your group. But you somehow get out of the group of death, you get the UCL money, and you possibly can get a favorable matchup, and you have a better fortitude mentally to actually go through it. I I think Inter are in a better shape than people are giving them credit for. Kind of how people kind of played them down when the group stages came out. But, you know, good to see another Italian team qualify and we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm particularly excited to see them because you never know which Inter you're going to get. Like, you ha- you get the Inter that we've been seeing on this crazy hot That's what's so pazza about my pazza. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, the thing about Inter, it's like even like recently, it's not just like, oh, against Barcelona, right? Like, that game against Fiorentina was crazy. Yeah. Like, what did they – What? Like, how did they let them back into that game 
You're lucky that Lautaro is playing out of his mind right yeah. now because Lautaro looks very good right now. I should like, yeah, I do want to say that. Like, shout out to Lautaro. He looks very, very positive right now. Yeah. And also, just while we're on Inter, it looks more and more like uh, the Lukaku move is going to become permanent after some of the. Well, he's he's been unhealthy. He's been unhealthy a good. He moment. has, but you hope that he can get back post World yeah. Cup. Yeah. Yeah, and then, well, the question is, uh, is he even going to make the World Cup? I don't even know if he's going to. I don't World think Cup. that he's fit enough to, which is a knock for Belgium, but like that's neither here nor there yeah. on this pod. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you hope you hope that he comes back because when he was on his form in City, uh, it was must-watch television. But you know, can we move on to Juve now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I Three mean, points. Three, Three po- points. Five losses from six games. In the group stage, pretty incredible. You know, it's, it's, I think I, I read a stat where it was either the first or it's either the first time ever or the second time in the history of the champion of the Champions League slash Euro Cup back in the old days where an Italian team lost four or more games in their group stage. Like that. And, yeah, and I mean, when you think about it, yeah, when you think about it, it's Italy's quote unquote most famous team in in the country and Juve who's always been like heralded as like a strong defensive unit gets all these goals scored on them gets all these bad results like it's just and any stat you look at this Juve team it just gets worse and worse and Julio is probably rolling over yeah it's not even just the stats but they look like a dead team like this so, like, I don't wanna... uh, hold on, hold on. I'll say this. I think that like their loss to PSG was legitimately one of the better performances that I've seen from them Fair. in a in bit. Like, I guess, you know, there's that huge win against Empoli a few weeks ago. But like, <laughs> I honestly like, uh, I, w- I don't know if I'd say that they deserved more than losing in that game, but like they played pretty well. And the young guys played pretty well. I think both of those guys, Fajoli and Miretti, looked decent. Would you and make like, a obviously, Gatti, aside from Mbappe, just I mean, postering yeah. him, would you make of God? I don't know. He's he's still not like at a level where I think he should be a starter for Juventus. He's he's been playing more, so he looks a little bit better, I guess, but. On on sold on him. Yeah, on Juve Twitter, they're saying how because Champions League was already lost, they just put these kids out to like reserve them for the Derby d'Italia coming up at this weekend. Yeah, like that. That's that's the thought process, and it's also funny because when you trans like the guy, one of the tweets I saw, it's like you have the you have Mr. Beans in Fagioli, and you have Mr. Katz in Gatti. Yeah. There's a little tidbit, but yeah, I mean, it's just you. Whenever you think it can't get worse, it gets worse, and it's just like the. Well, there was the one good news from from the PSG game, also, right? Oh, Kiesa's return. Yeah, but before the match, everyone was saying he was just in the squad to make up numbers. So I don't think anyone expected to see him come into the game. What's Kiesa worth for you, like going forward? Because I think that he's a match winner in Serie A, right? Like, so you got to think like. They will play better. I think it'll bring up Vlaovic's level as well to finally have like 
I don't know if world class. Is Maybe they'll stop like looking so time. whiny on the yeah. pitch. Uh, no, I think it's. I mean, that's the hope, right? That his his return will make Vlaovic better, give him more service. I think I read today that Bremer, Chiesa, Vlaovic, because I guess he was out the last few games, and maybe, I don't know if Di Maria, I don't think Di Maria, someone else will be in the squad for the injury game. And it's like, I don't think, I don't think Chiesa is going to start. I don't think he has the legs to start. He looked, I mean, he looked rusty, but he's been out for a while. But the hope is for Juve fans that at this point, getting some of those guys back helps. It looks like Pogba's not going to actually be back for a bit. So. He's not going to be back until 2023, I saw. Uh, yeah, because he, 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 he comes back to Manchester United and another Pog back. Back, back, back. Pog back, 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 yeah. Mark, Mark Berman's going to start. Yeah, Is that Mark Berman? Back, 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 back. <laughs> Pog, back, back, back. Is it Mark um, Berman? Uh, no, that's... No, that's the guy from the Post. Yeah, I was going to say Berman of the Post. That's... <laughs> Shut up, Berman. Um, is... We're going off path yeah. here. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, so, let's take a trip... Into your Chris Berman. League? It's Chris Berman. Ah, that's why we got him. It's probably his song. Um, let's take a trip into Europa League, Italy. <laughs> where, um, where do you want to start? result, baby. We'll start with Roma. Roma, Roma, Roma. Um, Daniolo. First of all, I just got to say, uh, I haven't been on the pod since coming back from Italy again. Um, true. What an experience humble, humble at brag, the Olympico. Humble brag. What an experience at the Olympico. Um, Really stirred a lot of emotion in me. Uh, who knows who I support these days? <laughs> certainly, certainly at a, at a minimum, have a very, very, you know, huge section of my heart marked off for the boys in Rome. Oh man! Um, but my loopy looked good out there. Um, well, did they? They didn't. They looked bad, and they needed two penalty kicks. And an, oh, in the first half, I was like, there's a good chunk. And in the first half, they looked all right. Roma's got to be better against Ludogorets, man. I mean, like, yeah, they looked better, but they didn't look in command. Because they're missing well the goat. As, sorry? Pellegrini's two penalties were ice cold. Yeah, there's good penalties. Zaniolo, I thought Zaniolo had a good game today. Yeah, he won both penalties, and then yeah. I didn't see the third goal because I had to, had to stop watching the game for a bit, but he scored a third late to lock it up. Good game for Zaniolo. Zaniolo played well. I mean, Zaniolo is a guy who I feel like a lot of times this year has really looked not present on the pitch. He's gotten lost. Did he score at the weekend also? Is he getting on a little run now? I know Volpas scored at the weekend. Give me one second. I can't remember who else. But uh, no, El Sharawi also scored in death time. Yeah, Zaniolo scored. Yeah, Zaniolo scored the first one. I think I remember them saying it was like his first goal in ages. You know, not to get off. Yeah, I mean, like not to get off of like Europa League, but like Roma also needed nine the better, you know, like almost ninety full minutes to get ahead of Verona, who's the nineteenth place team in Italy right now. Like, yeah, you're in Verona, but you should be better than that. Roma, like for the most, I'm being a little bit hard on them because they are sitting in fourth place right now. Um, you know, like they uh, they have been mostly positive this year, and I got a, a big shout out to their back line. Like Smalling 
playing really well and played really well last year. So shout out to him. Um, I think Mancini has been pretty good for the most part this year. Don't tell uh, the guy Yeah, well, I know. I can say that now <laughs> that he's not here. Um, he has also looked like pretty good as a youngster. I think that he has pretty high upside. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, obviously the hit to Dybala, like with Dybala not being there is really tough on that team. Yeah. You know, losing the best player in Serie A is always going to be tough. Flash world. Um, but, uh, but I think, like, Roma did well. Like, um, you know, it's tough. And I think, like, on paper, again, you look at the name Real Betis and you might just be like, oh, like, they should have won this group. Real Betis is a real deal team. Um, yeah. You know, they're a top six team right now in Spain. Um, and that was actually the game that we were at. Um, and Betis really looked great that game. Um, I would say that they were in command for most of the game. And you shut your mouth. 2 1 <laughs> is probably a pretty accurate scoreline in that that's going back. But they scored at like the last second. They did, but I think like. I think that they deserved it. I mean, they hit post a couple of times as well. I think like, look, all things considered, I think Betis, Roma's. It's tough in the group stage. I think they did well to get through. Hopefully, hopefully Roma. Don't get fucked by this draw. Well, hopefully they get a good draw and they can keep going forward. I'd really like to see them continue to compete. Um, this is a team, Roma, where I'm kind of like, you, you know, no, I'm not going to say that anyone's ever done this in you know Italian football, but you might throw in the Europa League so that way you can try to secure some more points. Um, yeah. In Serie A, Roma. See, I was saying the opposite before. Like, it depends how it depends on like the next period yeah. goes, I guess, in Italy. Because it's like if if they're still hanging around top four, then I think they can prioritize playing, like getting that result in the league to get to Champions League. But if if they drop off soon, then yeah. Well, at this point, it doesn't look like they go full tournament team. Argentina. Right? He might. I was just reading an article like five minutes ago. I think Scaloni if you're Roma, that, you don't want that. Maybe, yeah, but if he's fit, he's gonna go, right? If he's fit yeah, and they call yeah. him, he's gonna go. Um, Let's move on to Lazio. Yeah, did you guys dirtiest <laughs> worst team in the world? I mean, come on, like, like whereas with like Roma, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, like I get it. Betis isn't, you know, playing really well right now, and I could see dropping points to them. Are you kidding me, Lazio? Are you kidding me? Like, it's the most soddy thing in the world to, to blow, you know, a, a competition that you think is below you. But, like, come on. Feyenoord, SK Strumgratz, and I, I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. Michelin. I don't All three of those teams, you should have taken full points. I don't care if you're playing your backups. You should have taken full points. It's embarrassing. It is a bad look. You tie on eight points with three other. Come on. Like, what are you doing out yeah, there, Lazio? That... And Lazio hasn't looked that good, like, lately in Serie A either. Salernitana, like, didn't just beat them. Salernitana made them look, like, not great. Like, yeah, they held possession. They played Saudi ball. But Salernitana played that game effectively enough and smart enough defensively that they were able to beat them by multiple goals. So something – I. Maybe I'm overreacting here, but I don't. I don't think that Lazio's run of form is sustainable, and I think they should be really embarrassed about the Europa League. Yeah did you did you see what what Saudi said um, back when Mourinho won the Conference League? He's like, oh, what type of like 
I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, who, what type of conference is this when you're playing teams with towns that we know the names of and stuff like that. And then now the fact that he's going into that league, he came out as presser today. He's like, Oh, like the refs were against us our whole time in Europa league and all like typical, like, Oh, like, whoa, it's typical me. Saudi stuff. Yeah. Like, I like the way his teams play, but he's always had this bullshit provincial mentality. And like, you know, you bring it to a provincial team, honestly, and it's a like perfect fit. Um, I, I just think that Lazio should really, like, you have too much talent. You, you can play your starters for three of those games and come out with nine points. And that's what should have happened. Yeah. And, like, it's a it's bad for Italy. And it's like, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know how, like, you can be looking yourself in the mirror as a Lazio fan and being like, ah, oh, I don't care about this. Because you should be embarrassed. It's It's terrible. Yeah, and if anything, as a Lazio fan, if you don't, if you technically don't care about it from like a pure competition standpoint of what the Europa League is, you should be more concerned. Like, look, my team is looking like crap. Like, what the hell? It's going to feed into City off form potentially. So I was like, why would you not be concerned at least with how your team is playing in competitive games? I don't know. Lazio is like an old ass backwards world. So you know, whatever, yeah, whatever, yeah, you whatever, can say that again. whatever we think. It won't matter to them. They but, like, Lazio will, like, beat Atalanta 2-0 and then get smacked around by Salernitana. Are, are, they, are they the new Pazza? They could be. No, I don't think that they have the quality to be, like, in that, <laughs> like, you know, Pazza tier. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I think that, like, it's not nothing, you know? It's not nothing that they lost to Salernitana, and it's not nothing that they didn't that they couldn't find three wins in that group. Yeah, I mean, no, that's fair. They should have won that group. They should be embarrassed. Well, yeah. So they wait. So how do you get to eight? I'm like trying to think of how they would get to eight points over six games. So they won one of them and then just tied the rest. Is that right? They went two, two, two. Two, two, two. Oh, yeah, two, yeah that two. makes sense. Two, yeah, two wins, two draws, two losses. Okay. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, now they're going down to Conference League, which I don't even know how Fjorda did in the Conference League, to be honest. Let me check I'm one. looking that up right now. I'm, I am, I'm not going to, you know, like have much to say about Conference League. Fjorda Where is Conference League stream? I honestly it's, not you watched can, it. You can do it on CBS. On yeah, you can, yeah, it's on uh, Paramount+. It? Plus. Paramount Plus. Subscribe today. Yeah, love, love, love Paramount Plus for all for all things. They're tied on points with Istanbul. Yeah, they're done behind on goal difference by three points. Yeah, I so think, I think it's done because it's also through six games. I don't know what happens to the second place teams. I guess that they probably go into a playoff. But yeah, I, I have no idea. But that's it. That's it for Europe. Now, now we got to go into the nice little motherland of Italy, Mike. Since you haven't been on the pod in forever. What do you? How do you feel about Milan's performances in Serie A so far? Well, I think I'm going to do a nice, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to talk about a few different things here, right? Like because <laughs> whatever, I've got the time. Uh, Milan, mostly positive, right? Like, um, you know, you're on 26 points. You've had some injuries to deal with. I think that, but for a Napoli team playing completely out of its mind. But I think Atalanta is also playing over what they're actually agreed, 100% capable agreed. of doing um, over the long term of the season. So I think on 26 points, like you're pretty happy with that as a Milan fan. I think like if I'm a betting man, which I am, 
Uh, you got to think that Napoli is going to tail off at some point. I mean, their form has just been Agreed. absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Sadly 32 agree. points on 12 played. Like, that's really crazy numbers. Um, so I think if you're Milan, you're pretty happy with that. Um, I think that they have shown consistently that they are a Champions League team again. Mm-hmm. I think that Milan should not be concerned if they are at full strength about making top four. Obviously, though, I think that this team also necessarily has to have higher aspirations than top four. I think that you need to be shooting for winning the Scudetto now. Like, you've shown that you're this quality team. You've shown, like, you you won it last year, and, like, last year is a little bit of different circumstances, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think that the way they've played, the level of talent, I think that they need to be shooting for this without them. I think that it's not unrealistic to have that expectation. Um, so obviously overall, since, you know, last time I've been here, like pretty, pretty happy, pretty content with the outcomes that they've had. I think, you know, injuries included 26 points is it's a good takeaway. I think other things that I want to highlight in Serie A, um, you know, I'd say Salernitana, like we just spoke about them. Yep. You know, we'll all remember the great escape from last year where they went on that crazy run at the end of it. Well, they, they lost, they lost. I think it was like 4-1 in the last game of the season. But Kayeti, I think, tied. They tied somebody, and that team needed a win. No, Kayeti lost. No, Kayeti tied the team that they were playing against, and that sent them down in place of Salernitana, even though Salernitana lost. Well, I mean, they're up, and that's yeah. all that matters. But like, they're on sixteen points right now. Like, they're closer. To, they're closer to the Champions League than they are to like the drop. Yeah, well, they're they're doing. Math well, that's not true. They're doing. Yeah, it is. No, they're yeah, eleven they're, points they're from six, the drop, right? No, they're, they're they're ten points from the drop, and they are. No, they're twelve from the drop, and then they're nine from fourth. Or eight, yeah, nine. Uh, I was doing it to first. That's my bad. Um, yeah, because I think Salernitana is a Scudetto quality team. Um, but I think like Salernitana, like they went out, they spent money over the the window. It's working. They're on sixteen. Like knock on wood, it looks like this team is going to stay up. It looks like this team is like pretty comfortably above the drop zone, and the drop zone teams look bad this year yeah and one of the other ones that i wanted to like mention shout out is verona like you lose tudor and then you sell all your good players and you don't do anything with that money and what do you think is going to happen like you're going down like i don't see any way for verona to come back they have looked so unbelievably bad Mm -hmm. like they looked like they were going to hold on against Roma, but like it's just like a thing that happens with these weak teams. Like after nine minutes, they collapse. And like honestly, Verona, like if you're going to have that mentality where you're not going to invest into your team, where you're not going to try to hold on to your players, and like I, I get it, right? You're going to sell your players. You're 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 a small team, but you're not going to reinvest that back into your team like you deserve to be inside of the. Um, and that's just another point that I wanted to make. And the last point that I'll leave on. I'm sure that we're going to talk more about this because we always end up talking more about Fiorentina, but underwhelmed. Underwhelmed so much. Yeah. 13 points. We're talking about draws to teams like Lecce. And like, no, 
not to be mean to Lecce. Like Lecce, shout out to them. Their crowds are also like always amazing. So like good, yeah. good for the Pugliese um, represents. Uh, but I mean, Fiorentina has looked just like a shell of themselves from the stage last year. At the stage last year, where you're saying how maybe well, they can so, go on. Do so, do yeah, so. maybe. Well, I mean, I guess that is part of it. But 13 points is weak. They look bad. They look underwhelming. Their defense is miserable this year. Yeah. Um, there's just some things that I have had in mind over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I want I want to touch on what you said about Milan really quick, and then I'll pass over to Rocco. Um, I, I I understand what you're saying about you know with like Napoli like betting that they're not going to hold it on, and like Milan not being like confident they could win the cha- the championship even while they should. Aren't these like echoes of what we said last year, right? Like, are we feel are we feeling the same thing a little bit? No, I think it's a little bit different. I think at this point last year, I was like playing the Gaetano fiddle, where I was like, "Oh, Milan can't win. Inter, it's interest to lose. It's interest to lose." And now I'm like, "No, Milan like should win. Like, I like if if you if if the bets Milan or the field, I think I take Milan. Like." I think that Milan has looked really so good, and I think that it's a matter of, like, is Napoli sustainable? And I don't know that they are. Um, you know, like, uh, obviously... I think like, you got like, stuff with Napoli, it's like, you got to do it first before, you know, before I can trust you. And it's like what you're saying, like, Milan versus Field at T. Like, well, I Milan, mean, like... they were there, and, like, Napoli's yeah. got to do it. They got to prove And, and, to, and to, to, like, counter Marco's point with his own argument, like, last year at this point, like, Napoli had won eight straight to, to start the season. Yeah. And then what happened? They imploded. Like, maybe implodes a strong word, but they imploded. They blew it. Like, um, Milan won last year on, like, not 90, like, below. It was, like, yeah, what it was, was it? Like 88 or 86 points. So, yeah, I mean, like, Napoli was almost, you know, pretty close to that through November and, like, uh, pretty close points. to halfway there through November. I don't know. points. I can't speak English anymore. But, um, you know, I, I think, like, you got to bet on Milan that they're going to be they're, they're going to be the more consistent team mm-hmm. through May. And I think that they're deeper. Like I, I, I think that when Milan's at full strength and like Milan's depth, like their, their points is a testament to their depth right now. They've had a lot of injury problems and they're still come, you know, pretty comfortable hanging around and third throwing punches at people. They've looked good in their big games for the most part. So I think like, it's Looks a different really team than last year. Slapped up Juve. Yeah, they they really <laughs> smacked up Juve. Oh no, uh, Rocco is giving Julio shit for it on the pod. Don't worry, he did it for you, Mike. No, I didn't mention this. I don't think, but my favorite part was when the guy sitting behind us asked if Julio went home. <laughs> yeah, Julio went got bathroom. up to go to the bathroom. At one point, the guy turned around to me. He was like, "Where did your friend go home?" And I'm like, "Ah, I love uh, you." Obviously, <laughs> Italian. I speak Italian to in the pocket. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. I, I think like it's a different tune than last year. I think like you know Rocco makes the exact point. It's like Milan hadn't done it last year; they've done it now. So you expect them to be the stronger team. Yeah, no, I I, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, where do you want to move to? Inter Juve, Mike, you pick. I guess we can get through Inter get pretty through quickly Inter. here. Okay, I'll, I'll be the Inter pundit for Serie A. I'm not gonna lie; if I'm an Inter fan right now, I'm semi-optimistic. The Bayern game, a fluke, whatever. It's Bayern, you're not going to win that game, especially in Bavaria. But looking before the Bayern game, looking at Inter's run, 
They're on, if I count this correct, which is always suspect. So starting from the Barca game, they've been on a mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, a seven-game unbeaten run. They just lost to Bayern, but they have a se- essentially an almost season-setting game this Sunday against Juve, which is always going to be a tight, nasty affair, and that usually kind yeah. of dictates how their season is going to go. If I'm Inter, I'm confident of winning that game, and I think that that's really going to show that they're not like out of bad, fo- like they're not in the bad form that they were to start the season. That they figured out a lot of things. That like momentum is in their favor. Yeah, like, maybe not a lot of people are talking about them right now, but I think that they are definitely one of the teams to watch. I know a lot of us had them in their in our top three. Some most of us think I had them in our top two, but you know, I think if I'm other teams, I'm starting to be wary of what Inter are doing. So they're starting to look like going on that crazy run that they did in the middle of the season last year. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of it's attributed to Onana being introduced as the starting goalkeeper in the lineup. Cause you could just tell defensively and starting from the back, they just look so much better with him in net than when they did with Hondo. Cause they're so much quicker to start the movement. And Barella is also playing out of his mind right now. Like yeah, he's on some switching form, play, yeah. creating creating channels for people to run into, taking the ball by himself, shoot like finishing like the guys. I thought we had a breakout season two seasons ago. He's reaching another level right now, and it, it's crazy to watch. I'm sorry, I just remembered something that Tommy Smith said today on the way to work. He's listening to Grumpy Pundits. It was. He's talking about PSG, and this one hit me. He's talking about how PSG doesn't have the overall quality in the midfield and the defense to win the Champions League. Agree with that point there. And then he said, so Tom Rennie was the other guy, and he's like, oh, surely, uh, Tommy, you you think that Verratti's quality? And Tommy Smith goes, he can be quality, but he's too inconsistent. I was like, bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Verratti is disrespected because he's played in Paris like most of his career now. He is one of the best midfielders in the world. Stop disrespecting my boy. If you want to say he's injury prone, that's one thing. He is one of the best ball controlling and passing midfielders in the world. Just look at the Euro. Just look at that Euro run. The man- no, the Euro run didn't happen. <laughs> Don't ask about the World Cup qualification. Moving on. Yeah, no, yeah, he's <laughs> brushing over that. Um. Uh, Rocco, how how you feeling about Roma? Let me let me hear this. My my Mike Mike has had a lot to say on 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 this pod. Let me get you involved a little bit with, with Roma. Uh, I think that they're doing a pretty good job. Like, you know, getting through this period where they've still had a bunch of injuries. Um. I yeah. I mean, they need to count on the other attacking guys, obviously. Uh, not just Dybala when he's there, but like Zaniolo has been coming into form a lot the last couple of games. That goal from El Sharawi at the weekend was nasty. Yeah. Like I know it was like kind of superfluous in the grand scheme of things, but like to chip it over the goalie and then score, it was very nice. Um, so if those guys can all get on a roll, it's really good for them. You know, they need, they need everybody firing because they're going to need to, you know, like I've been saying, on this pod today, mm-hmm. like 
try to get through the next few weeks and see where they're at, whether they need to go all in on, on Italy or all in on Europa League. So um, overall, I'm yeah. still like pretty impressed with them. I think like the game this weekend will be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. The, the fact that like four, five, six, and seven are playing each other, right? And one and two. One and two. Oh, yeah. Uh, four yeah. and five. One and two, four versus five, six versus seven. So like there could just be like for anyone trying to follow out there, that's Inter Juve one game, Roma Lazio one game, and then Atalanta Napoli another. Correct. I mean, look if if Roma win and Napoli win, Roma could jump into second or third place. Depending on what happens behind them, that could be huge. You know, so with the Inter Juve game. One point about Roma that I've been thinking about. Um, Belotti's looks pretty good as a bench piece, honestly. Um, he was not great today, but not today. Generally, yeah. But I think like generally, yeah, he's been like pretty good. He brings a decent amount of energy off the bench. He's, you know, and he's not, very different from Tammy. You know, yeah, like yeah, they're different. You know, I I have to say like if you're Milan, I think ultimately, I guess you made the right decision not signing him and wasting that money on Belotti because Giroud has looked so good this year. Yeah, he's. But, Wait, looks good. Yes. Oh, all, all okay. In every sense yeah, of the in word. Every, in every way you can slice it, he looks good. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to move it on. I'm going to move on to Juve because I have an interesting theory about this. I feel like with this Derby d'Italia, Julio hinted at it um, on the pod last week, but the, the Derby coming up, I, f- I have this weird feeling to lose your leaves town. Ta- not lose your leaves town, but. If Juve lose the game, there's there's gonna be some type of upheaval or some type of change because, yeah, like they've been on bad form, but if they lose to Inter, or if they lose badly to Inter, there's I feel like Allegri might be out, Nedved might be out. I think that that's gonna be the game that changes everything for them. Disagree, big time. Hard really? disagree. I think they're so set in their ways that Juve could go out and lose 4-0 and they'll be like, uh, the season's long and we still think that we have a good plan for the future. Now what Now what if what if Chiesa plays and Chiesa plays badly? That's a second game. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, if Chiesa plays poorly, it's fine, honestly. Mm. I'm like not being facetious. Like if Chiesa, I don't think he'll start – but if he plays 20 minutes and doesn't do anything, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't really count on Chiesa having 15 minutes in his legs right now or whatever, 20 minutes I think he played, you, you can to, like, go out Benucci, and though. be himself. What's that? You can count on Benucci because he has the grinta, as Julio would say. <laughs> Julio, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Bonucci, Bonucci has the grinta. Bonucci needs four more years on top of the six that he already got. Um, uh but yeah, I mean, just like it's a massive game for Roma and Lazio, I guess. Honestly, like, I, in context, like I don't think Lazio is going to be in that top four fight at the end of the season. I don't know. That's just like personal bias. So I'm like, it's huge for Roma to like get space. But like for for Juve, it's absolutely massive, right? Like if they win, depending on how stuff goes ahead of them, they could be as close as one point off fourth place yeah. for all like the doom and gloom that everyone's been saying this season, they're still not so far away. Um, they were terrible in their last Serie A game against Lecce. Mm-hmm. Fajoli bailed them out with a ridiculous goal. 
assisted by um, the, Ealing, uh, Ealing yeah, Jr., yeah. Yeah. who's looked really, really bright when he's come on for you for the last few appearances. So uh, that's like one fun thing about going through like these big injury periods is getting to see like young guys play, which is always nice. Um, yeah, it's absolutely massive for them to try to get three points. I don't think they will. Uh, I'd be eh. I, I'd, I'd be surprised if they win. Marco. Yeah, I can't hear you too much, Marco. I'll take over on Marco figures out. Oh, new moderator, ladies and gentlemen. Technical difficulties. Figure it out. Figure it out. We're good. We're good. There we go. No new moderator. Well, sorry, guys. I got <laughs> to so, retire now. I have my obligatory Fiore rant. Um, Mike said it earlier. Just absolutely disappointing. Like, it might be the Marco full bandwagon curse, which is totally fine because that's what happened with, last year with Napoli when I started embracing it and they just kept shit in the bed. Um, Fiore, top to bottom, you can't say anything really great. Defensively, they're in shambles. The midfield at times look like they could be world beaters and the other times it looked like that they deserve to play in a Sunday league. Forwards, you know, really can't do much when the midfield isn't giving them the proper service, but also it's like they're, they're wasting chances. They're not really capitalizing on what they can do. Vincenzo, I understand, is a good... Not Vincenzo. Well, Vincenzo's his first name. Italiano. <laughs> You're on a first name basis. Good old Vinny, you know? Me and him being bald together. Um, but, you know, you, you got you to gotta question him a little bit to say, you know, why aren't you getting the output that you got last year out of this team? I understand the, whoa, whoa, whoa we lost Vlaovic, but it's like, you know, it wasn't just Vlaovic that made your team tick. Like, you had a midfield. You had a system. The system worked. Now is it the league figure you out or are you just getting stale and you need to reinvigorate things right like maybe different personnel maybe different passing lanes maybe different attacking options stuff like that i don't know but as a few as an honorary Fiore fan it, it's worrying to see it's like there's a situation that there are teams that we should be beating that we're is not. there honor in being a Fiore fan yeah i like it i i feel honored you know even though they didn't accept me i'm just here <laughs> on my lonesome but you know it's like you know, what What do you do at this point? You know, and Rocco Kumiso always has his complaints about, you know, possibly making a new stadium, doing these other things with the team. So you have all these minor issues going on and you just hope that eventually they get it together and hopefully they contend for a Euro spot. But who knows? Quick little shout out here. I feel like we on this pod, you know, primarily focus on the, I said this on the Plus Napoli, really. Yeah. Um, and just want to say shout out to Udinese. Yes. I see you guys you're playing really well. De Lufeo, you're still my boy. Eighth place, I don't think anyone thought you would be there. I don't think anyone thought you would be in the top. They had that insane there. run, right? They did. They were in fourth for a bit there. They walloped, um, they walloped in there, like 3-1. Yeah. He did. And also, I hate – I don't like him, but – Marco Arnautovic is having a crazy start to the season in Bologna. I'm not um, glad you said Marco. I was like, wait, what did I do? I didn't do uh, it. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what happened two seconds ago when you were talking about Call Me So. I was like, I said something? Yeah, so, Arnautovic and Osim are tied for Capo Cananieri right now. Are you guys a picked? little underwhelmed by Bologna Arnautovic. right now? No, I think... I think they were more of like the fun team to come up just because of the people who run them. Um, I mean, I predicted them being like 14th at the end of the season. So they're right around where I picture them to be. They have a lot of like, 
weirdly like Serie A rejects, which is interesting. Um, and also it's like, you know, it, I, I think it's just like there's a very fun environment around that team where it's like you kind of just want to see them do something, right? Like something just crazy, either it be good or bad. Um, but I don't they have some names though, honestly. Yeah. They have Patania, like, they have Piscina, they have I think two kids that are on Luca Luca Marone, ex Juve legend. Caprari, ex Armando Itza, ex Ronaldo lookalike. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who are the who then are I know two, from who are, ahead, sorry, Marco. who are the two kids that they have or the one kid they have from Juve that's on loan? They have two, Rovella and Ranocchia. Yeah. Rovella, everyone's raving about that he should be in the midfield of this Juve team. Yeah, I think that you was like trying to move some of their young guys before the season started because their midfield's so deep that they don't need them. Uh, and so I think it, it was like any really of Rovella, Fagioli, or Miretti could have gone. And I guess Got it. Rovella's one who found his way out. Yeah. Well, he's he's only on loan. I don't think there, I think there's. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think there's an option. I think he's just like a straight dry loan for the season. I'm still holding this against David Amoyal. One time when when Juve signed Rovella, he was like under over, I think two and a half or three and a half games that he ever plays for Juve. He's like, I take under all day, and I was like, Nah, I definitely take over. But I don't, I don't know if he's actually made any appearances for Juve. He probably did, um, like but I still think over. Or something. He looks pretty good. So yeah, David, if you're listening, <laughs> run. We're on the opposite Benvenuto, side. Benvenuto, David, or <laughs> welcome, as we say in English. Uh, he says he has three appearances for you, so he's about to lose. Oh, if sorry. David Amoyal listens to this podcast, I got it wrong. It's welcome country. to those of you who don't speak Italian. I'm sorry, David. Oh, damn. Am I, am I, am I yeah, trying to... I try and shoot at the king and he missed. You got you best not miss. I, I, look, that's, why, that's why he's getting paid the big bucks. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about, or else we could go to game picks? Talk about the time I met David Almoyal. If you want to, the floor is yours. No, no. I mean, I did meet him. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> no. Except it was David Almoyal was a super nice guy. Um, I was at a uh, watch party for the Derby Italia. No, not Derby Italia. No, uh, it's like the Scudetto Punch, right? Sorry? Uh, I thought it was the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. I think no, it was uh, it was the Madonina. Um, yeah, I just went up to him and I was like, "Hey, are you David Amoyal?" And he was like, "Yeah." So I was like, "See." Just like spoke to him for you know five minutes. Super nice guy. Um, really loved his podcast. Um, I get why he doesn't want to do it anymore. Like having all of the hate come at us on Twitter, and, like, <laughs> the thousands of followers that we have, it, it gets pretty exhausting. Yeah. Um, I will say that, but, um, yeah, uh, David, you know, we know you're listening out there. Um, <laughs> wherever you are, miss the podcast, respect the decision. Um, still appreciate the fact that you're tweeting out there. So, and thanks for being a fan. Yeah, well, obviously we can't. Know, we can't for, tell if he actually listening. listens, but you know, we'll make an assumption. Could you, could you imagine <laughs> someone listening this far into our podcast? Like, what the fuck are they on about right yeah. now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I think that that's our time to go to game picks. I think I think we, we kind of beat the horse pretty dead there. Um, but as we've said multiple times on this pod, we have a crazy lineup for games this week. Uh, so what I'm going to do is everyone gets, you know, 
a little, uh, little generosity for last week and this week. There's no point deductions or anything because everyone gave in their picks. So, and everyone was traveling. So, no deductions there. But I will give a quick update on what the table is looking like right now. Ooh. So, let me organize this, my cute little Excel table. In last place is Garano with six points. Ah. In second to last is Rocco with eight. How many did Guy have? Six. You have a two-point gap. Okay. That's bad. But Rocco's only a point behind Julio in fourth. I'm in the mix. He's in the mix. Coming in second is Mike with 11. So Mike's got a nice two-point gap. And first is me with 15 points. Oh, Jesus. So I'm only three points off Mike's, right? So if I have a big no, no one's really keeping tabs of this. So Marco could be just giving himself yeah, points. No, no, no. So what happened was I called <laughs> I called two games perfectly, I think, in the same week, and that gave me like a huge break. Um but you know, that's the past. You know, you could go in the pods, you could look at everything. We have it all recorded. That's a half reason why we do this pod. Um but we're gonna get to the game picks. I'm going to do my random generator to figure out what game we're going to pick. Okay, we got Atalanta, Atalanta, Napoli. And who's going to go first? It Rocco goes first. This is in Bergamo. This is helps, in Bergamo, Rocco. yeah. Uh, Two one Napoli. Okay. Mike. Two nil Napoli. Two nil. <laughs> I thought based on that dumb face you were making that it was gonna you were gonna go with Atalanta. No, I just don't think that I can Atalanta read, gets on the scoreboard here. Let me read Julio's picks. He says four one Napoli. Four one Napoli. Jesus. He's trying to be me. He is. Trying to make those big calls. I'm going to go 3-1 Napoli. Do we have Gaetano's picks? Or no? no, no. Pod's going on. He hasn't sent it to me. He's not getting any picks. Now the punishments start. Okay. Next up is Juve Inter. Mike, you go first. All right. I... I don't know how I feel about this one. My brain is saying Inter, but you know it's it's you. But I'm like, do I think <laughs> I want to try to go for points and think that Inter might go full Pazza and you to pull off a shock? It's at the J. J J uh, J. A lot of people coming back for Juve. I'll take two nil Inter. Ooh. You said two nil, right? Yeah. Rocco, you're up. Uh, I'm just turn the light on. I will go one nil Inter. That's gonna be mine. Amala, That song is pretty dope. That's pretty fucking good, honestly. Honestly, yeah. like most Italian teams have really good team songs. Milan has a Milan's is dog shit, dude. Neon's his dog shit. Wow, Julio has four two Inter. That's the most Julio pick I've yeah, ever heard in my life. We should dock points off of him for putting six goals in this game. 
It, um, there is no, there's no chance shot. that there are six goals scored in this game. Uh-uh. It's Unless they're pick. all by Inter. I'm trying to think. I'm debating. I'm debating 2-1. I'm debating three things right now, so it's not exactly Somewhere guy kind of was like, 3-0 Juve. He is probably. That's he, definitely he's praying, he's praying for 3 nothing Juve because he's trying to go to yeah, the to He the probably gets off on fucking losing games, so he has something to complain about. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one in there. Okay, and then the last one is Roma Lazio. I'm gonna go first on this one, and Roma's the home team, even though they're technically in the same stadium. Um, I'm gonna go two nothing Roma. Ooh. Actually, I'm also gonna change my Juve Inter pick. I'm gonna go one nothing Juve. Oh, he's trying to go counter. He needs to. No, you're, because you have the lead. All you got to do is nurse the lead, Marco. Just no, take I, the same picks as everyone else. He just else. matches my picks. Yeah. yeah, doesn't matter. Nah, nah, that's no fun. You gotta make this fun. Who goes next? For, uh, uh, Mike, you go Denver, next. Denver, oh no, sorry, Rocco. Rocco goes next. Rocco goes next. Two, one, Roma. Two, one, Roma. You said. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Mike's changed into his Roma hat and scarf. What was Rocco's picture? It's a two-one Roma. You said two-one. Yeah. I think that there are goals in this game. Oh uh, yeah. I'm going 3-2 Roma. I was going to say 3-2 Roma. If it's 3-2 Roma, I'm going to kick myself. I mean, I'll be happy, obviously, for the dub, but sad. Forza Roma. Points. Forza, Forza Lupi. Sorry, say that one more time. Give me one sec. Forza Roma. No, no, Forza Lupi. Score. He said 3-2. 3-2. 2 Roma, you said, Mike? Roma, yeah. I really should have bought that diet on my scarf. I should have bought that same hat as you, even though I didn't uh, want the same hat as you, because they're never going to have it again. When did they announce whether or not we won those tickets? We didn't win them. No, the game. Julio has 2-1 Lazio. Yeah, because Julio doesn't know anything about that. I think Julio is becoming the biggest anti-Roma fan I've ever heard of in my life. Because of how much you and I have grown to like Roma, I know he was. Yeah, he was so tight by me saying like pro Roma, anti Juve things. Well, the thing about Julio is like he was like vibing so hard with Roma in Rome and at the game, and then like he saw people in Milan wearing referee jerseys, and he was like, "Wow, Jay Willibers, I sure love you, man." <laughs> he did say that. He was like. All of those feelings came back to me. Goosebumps. Yeah. I was, I was, was I was really for the, you know, He really said G Willikers. I was like, wait, he did? What? He really said G Willikers. He does say G Willikers a lot. Uh, it was really funny when we were in Milan, though, because like I was in my, uh, I was in a Milan jersey and Julio was wearing this old school Delcato jersey. And we're getting on to the Metro. And uh, some dude behind us was like, wow, Milan and Juve together. How beautiful! There was, there that was, was great. There was a uh, during the live broadcast. There was like a, they sh- had a shot. Of, like, oh, those two, old guys! The yeah. Two old guys, just like yeah. caught, like just 
the Milan fan was uh, coddling the other one, just trying to help him deal with the the pain. But um, guys, that's it. That's it, man. Any, anything else you guys want to touch on before we head on out of here? Yeah. Uh, if anyone uh, who works at the Roma store is listening, first of all, bring back the hat Mike's wearing with the wolf on the front. And second of all, well, we don't put out the video. We don't put out the video. All right. Well, it's the hat with the it's wolf a gray on. hat, and it's got La Lupa on it. And second of all, make your sweatshirts purchasable. Been trying yeah. to buy a Roma sweatshirt from the website. <laughs> it says quantity required. It's like it's, it's like not, a nicer quantity version. not accepted. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like a nicer version of the Regina store. It's like you can like you can access it, but you still can't don't see any. It's like size is a required field. I'm like that's. Well, I, I put the size in. Uh, I've got a couple of things to close with. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, Regina Genoa, big yeah. Monday night game. Ooh. Um, so, you know, they are in, they're in Regia. So I'm going to take my boys, the classic 3-0 victory over the Genovese. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think like also now just like, uh, you know, perspective on uh, having now gone to three games in the past few months in Italy um, and just kind of the different fan experiences. I think um, it is like one, first of all, if anyone has listened this far, like, thank you. Seriously. I don't yeah. know how you made it. And Support why. means a lot. <laughs> you don't have anything else to do. Like what? <laughs> Go read a book. Like, honestly, man, like you're not getting anything out of this, but um, that's harsh yeah. on all of the work I did for preparation for this pod. <laughs> uh, different fan experiences, you know. I think um, went to Lazio Sampdoria game in May for last season. Mm-hmm. Um, went to a Roma Betis game in Europa League group stage, and then we were at Milan Juve in Serie A. Um, all of them pretty different, pretty unique. I think like one of the cool things about Serie A and about European soccer in general is that you do feel the difference uh, in what teams are playing and, you know, that type of energy that gets brought there with the fan bases. Um, you know, I think like for me, Lazio is in a really distant third place. The stadium was kind of like half empty. Like yeah. one of the tribunals was just completely empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fans were like genuinely like not saying this to just be, be a dick, but like thought that they were a rooter. Um, you know, like, it was, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good game to watch. It was 3-0. Um, Roma, Milan, I mean, both of those games were packed. Like, there was not a seat available. It was incredible. Um, the Olympico packed, like, 40 full minutes before kickoff. Everyone's yeah. singing, like, magic. Like, legitimately, like... Goosebumps incredible not to meme julio but like goosebumps type energy it was, it was yeah. just incredible um i feel like for me it was a more unique fan experience it was a better fan experience in a lot of ways than san siro san siro was still not magical full stadium corpus food is obviously great and like kept the energy high the entire time but i think like one of the cool things about the olympico is that like you're going to the game and like you have people just like yelling at you like on the side of the street like that Yerama. you you know like one of the cool things too is i guess that like there are a lot of people from andalusia 
in Spain in the city, and like you felt the build up to the game for the for the prior like couple of games, and like it was really great energy. Roma lost, but it was still such a good time. Um, really amazing atmosphere, and the San Siro also great atmosphere. Like awesome to have got to see that place uh, before it gets torn down, um, yeah. which is not for. You know, a number of years, I think like twenty. No, years. knowing Italy, it won't be for another twenty years. But yeah, yeah, it'll probably get delayed, right? But like, probably see, we'll probably be back at the Sun Theater. We'll definitely be back. Yeah, I'm down, like, I'm down to make an I'll annual pilgrimage to a game. I'm so down for that. Well, yeah, I think like, uh, you know, Sun Theater was magical. Seeing it at like such a high profile game, also magical. Like, obviously, like you were there for the Madonnina too. Which yep, is, like, I went twenty nineteen Madonnina. Um, you know, if like, if anyone's listening, like. If you've got the resources, go to Italy to watch games. Yeah, or if like you're if you're in Italy during soccer season, try, like try even if it's not why you're yeah, 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 it's not why you're there. Like yeah, it's definitely worth going to. I would go to. I mean, like any game, any game, any. If there was any game I could go to in Italy, I would go to it. Like I've yeah, I mean, we were in Bologna and we were looking to see if we could go to Bologna games. You know, like that's the. Just, I mean, like that's also. Like I think they were away we to Juve. That they day. were away to Juve. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the next places that I really want to hit are the Maradona. Um, really think, like, that would be cool um, to get that experience. I don't feel, like, particularly drawn to go to watch Fiore live, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, like... For, for going, I'm, I'm dragging us there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's not like I wouldn't go. I just... I don't know. The Artemio Franchi looks like a shithole. No, I'm what's going. Um, I'm dragging. I'm dragging Julio with me. It's the only one I care about. Uh, Julio would actually get stabbed <laughs> he, at that. He'll he burn was, when he walks into it. <laughs> he was walking around way too proud of his Juve jersey at the Milan game. I was oh, like, oh God. no. <laughs> you bring him into an actual hostile environment, he's going to say some dumb shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, magic. Um. Really reignited. Like, not that like my interest in soccer was like waning, but reignited everything that you feel. For yeah, it's a it's a different level this. of passion. Like it's yeah. just like you know the, the you know soccer in countries like Italy, Spain. You know, it's like it's part of their culture. It's part of like what makes them different. Makes the whole environment you know special. Um, and like no memes, like no memes, like I think like one of the things is it's like you know like you know maybe if you don't have a team, maybe if you like. I mean, even if you have a team, man, like you, you go there, you travel, you, you like feel a connection to certain places, to certain cities and like different, you know, every city in Italy is like very different. That's the case anywhere, obviously, yeah. but like, you're going to feel like different things stirred in you. And like, you know, it's a good way to like actually find like a true connection to the team. Like, I think like it was like interesting for me being a Milan fan and never having seen Milan in Italy. Cause I had seen them number Yankee of Stadium, baby. yeah i mean a few times just like whenever met life, yeah uh yankee stadium i think like we saw Juve at red bull arena um yep probably i think we saw inter once as well it was in, i think it was in that like absurd back-to-back situation yeah, yeah, that we yeah. saw at MetLife, which was amazing yeah. value but it's cool but um yeah. And those seats were dope. But I think, like, you know, it's, like, a different thing, like, when you're, like, in the city. You know, like, it's, like, I'm in Milan watching Milan. Like, I'm in Roma watching Roma. Like, I'm in Rome watching Roma. Like, 
you, you feel like a different type of connection and understanding for like what the team is and like its respective place in its city and stuff like that. Really cool. I think it's a really like, I don't know, like it legitimately like has and like, you know, I'm not saying like I'm not a Milan fan or I don't support Milan, but like I think like Roma has like a special place in my heart now for just like what I feel for that city. Yeah. And like seeing what those fans were like, like magical, just just a magical night. Like, um, you know, and like, I don't know, I'm sure it's like that for anyone like who travels to Europe to watch soccer or anything like that. But yeah. like it, it's just incredible. Um, highly recommend getting out there. Um, be careful. If you do, um, but Mike's going to Mike start his own travel log pod after this. Just a soccer travel pod, bro. Yeah. All right. That's the life now. Yeah. I'm going to burn all my money. Just, <laughs> yeah. Tickets weren't that crazy. I mean, like, no, they're not, they I weren't, mean, they're not that bad unless it's for the big games though. Like the, the San Cito tickets that we paid for, those were we, I think we paid like a two ten each, but like we were first bowl. We had really, really, really good seats. seats that yeah. Old, yeah. Um, our Roma tickets were like 50 bucks or something. Bucks. And were also were pretty, they were still pretty good seats though. Still pretty good, 50 yeah. bucks. They were still yeah. pretty good. Um, cool. Like also like the Bettis fans crazy. Like yeah, yeah, those are just like crazy folks. Um, I'm curious to see, like, I don't know if like Julio spoke at length about his experience at the camp, you know, like on a podcast, but he, he, you know, in the like, text, obviously, like he said, like, he really felt the Italian fans were a lot more, uh, you know, into it. Oh, he did talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. Um, special appreciation. So, I mean, like, yeah. Um, you know, that'll be the next episode. I'm happy to announce that we're all <laughs> flying out for the Davide Capitale. No. Um, we do it live in Rome. I'm going to check flights for tomorrow night. <laughs> if flights are under 300 bucks, we're going, all right? All right, uh, I'll, call, I'll call out. JFK to FCO. Here we go. Let me just put in tomorrow. What's tomorrow the 4th? Yes. Yep. Mike's thinking about it. You guys are lucky. It's a cool 1500 bucks to fly right now. <laughs> so, so not this it. time. Just but. missed it. Oh, only by a multiple of five. Only by a multiple of five. That's how life works sometimes. Um, I think I think that's it, right? I think we're good. So, all right. Well, Rocco, Mike, thank you guys for jumping on the. Pod. But until next time, ciao, everybody. Ciao.